welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Schacht. And I'm Michael Schacht. And I'm Nathaniel Schacht. And how is your day going, guys? Not too early to tell for me. Um, I think Nathaniel's a little on the tired side, though. Yeah. You're, if I can just say, <laughs> your eye is totally red. You it, look like you're exhausted. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. You're, right you're, now. you're slouched forward. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. I, I don't know what to expect from today's podcast, but we're going to give it our best shot. Yeah, I'm putting all my energy out for this one. <laughs> this is going to be it. We are a Motley Crew, aren't we? What does Motley Crew mean? It's a it's name a of ba- a band. Yeah, it's a band. Well, I know it's the name of a band, but what well, does the what name Motley mean? <laughs> Motley. Um, Motley, um, well, that's a good question. I've always thought as motley as oh, and here I'm going to go out on a limb here as being sort of disheveled and right, yeah. that's what I thought too. So yeah, yeah we are quite the motley. Well, if we all agree, morning. then that's exactly what it must mean. That's yeah. There that's, we go. That's how it works. That is how it works. So I had a dream last night that my dog was biting me so hard, and I kind of woke up a little bit angry at the dog and at you, Michael, because in my dream I was screaming for the dog to like let go of my hand and you wouldn't come now for the listeners though um they have to understand that this actually happens fairly often yeah where she'll wake up and then she'll just be really angry at me for something and then <laughs> she'll say i can't believe you said that as if it really happened it's kind of weird because it's kind of fun i have got the most incredible dreams of anyone i know i think i have the most incredible dream life but my dreams are like so real they're, they're strangely vivid compared to the dreams that I have, where mm-hmm. my dreams are very forgettable. Like I'll wake up and it'd be like, maybe I remember half a second of me walking down a street or something. And that's my dreams. Mine are eyes closed, eyes open, get back at it. Yeah. That's you don't it, usually much. remember your dreams. I never remember my dreams. I mean, though. nobody really remembers most of the dreams. I, I do. I, with a lot of my dreams, when I started to become more conscious that I was having such great dreams, I would actually be aware that I'm dreaming and that is fun when you're aware that you're dreaming. So I'll be like... This is a whole new level here. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not well, following this. I've never I, had a, a lucid dream ever. So I realized that I'm dreaming. My son told me, just look at your hands in a dream. So I look at my hands and my fingers are all wavy. That was Graham that told me that. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, he, great. I'm dreaming. So no matter where I am, I can suddenly just jump up and start flying all over the place, can do whatever I want can do like cartwheels i'm just like unbelievable Super so you're warm. saying you can't do cartwheels in real life no never no. could okay never yeah could. i've never had a dream i've ever had control in i've had dreams that i know i'm in a dream but then i immediately wake up mm. so i've never been able to to control oh, anything in my so dream. much fun yeah. my sister said okay think about it next time you're having one of the dreams what do you want to do and i'm like i want to go visit my dad so I thought, okay, I'm going to, because my dad passed away a few years ago, so I'm like running to his house. But then I wake up before I even get there. And then, yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. I thought it would be a lot of fun, you know. Damn. I should have flown right. there. Should've. Why didn't I fly? Right. See, now that's the thing. <laughs> you should have just started there. Just to make sure yeah. your hands, so, so is this why you stand out in public and you look at your hands often and wave them around to see if they're I actually have in the oh, daytime that, we before we didn't need to know in real that. life oh, wow. I look at my hands sometimes we see probably if shouldn't dreaming. have asked Are her the dreams question. that vivid my dreams one time I had a dream I remember standing on this mountaintop and it was the most beautiful place I'd ever seen in my life like far beyond anything we've ever seen on earth and I thought to myself is this a dream and I wasn't sure 
I looked at my hands and my hands were normal that time. And then I remember thinking my dream. Okay, all the colors are vivid. They're bright. Mm-hmm. I can smell. I can see like in every direction. I can feel. I was testing every sense I could imagine. And they all like every sense um, lined up. So I thought this can't be a dream. This has to be real life because it's all like lining up for me. And then I woke up. So yeah, I can't always see my fingers going wavy in my dreams. So you're telling me then that next time we see you holding your hand up in front of your face, we just have to tell you, no, it's right. real. I mean, yeah. you, your brain in a dream could really fool you with that kind of stuff. Because if you're testing it and you're expecting it to come like, or you feel or you can smell or you can hear, your, your brain will make it up and will say, no, you felt that when you didn't or... Oh, It'll you're just, smart, yeah. yeah. See, I thought life was dif- difficult enough without having two separate lives that you're trying right. to have to separate. And how do you keep track of all of yeah. that? Yeah, it's always different. A new adventure every night. Yeah, I usually know I'm uh, not in a dream the minute I wake up. Oh, once you wake up? Oh, yeah, immediately when I wake up. I was like, oh, that was just a dream. Bad dream. Well, yeah, I know that too. Well, and so when, when I do get like angry at you, it's always a joke. I'm never actually angry when I wake up in the morning and, you know, I, I hope that they know I was kidding right. about that when I said I was mad at the dog. I'm not like walking around kicking the dog or anything like that. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. I, I know it was a dream, but you still feel like, you know, I have to tell everybody right away. I was so mad at you in my dream last night because I don't know what it was. And every once in a while, too, I get these dreams like two nights ago where I'm just like, furious like i am so oh, wait a mad. minute now okay now this is the running theme right so do you ever have a dream that you wake up from that you're not furious and wanting to kick a dog just, <laughs> just question yeah. oh yeah every yeah. day most of the time yeah okay i think it's why i love to sleep so much i just oh i love my dream life it's just so much fun it's you know it's a gift of relaxation from god I'm, i love it but the bible tells us uh, love not sleep lest thou come to poverty. Not sure where that verse is, but yeah, I can see why that is. I'm a little nervous about you quoting things now because the first time you did that in what yeah. was it, podcast number one, right. it turned out to be a quote from Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I think we talked about that last but, but time. But this, this one is legit. Right. This one that, is legit. Yeah, it is. Right it now. is. I know that. Yeah. Because it makes me feel guilty sometimes. I'm actually laying there in the morning and I'm thinking, this is so good. I want to fall back asleep and have another dream. And then this verse is in my head, love not sleep lest thou come to poverty. So then I get up and I'm like, why okay. You, why don't you wake up and then try to just do things you like in your house? Just jump up in the air and try flying? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Run out the door and try to go visit my dad. Yeah. Just do what you want to do. That sounds pretty good. I mean, make, make every day the dream, you know? Make it count. Well, that's a quotable quote. Make every day the dream. We're going to tweet that out today. (laughs) Make every day the dream. It might be another Abraham Lincoln quote. That could be. It might be. So, Michael, what have you liked the most about being off of work during this time of quarantine? Um, Huge change. It's uh, it's been such a such an enormous change of pace. Um, I'm actually getting up the same time as I normally would which is four, five o'clock in the morning, um, gives, me my t- gives me my time to uh, 
you know, my prayer time, Bible reading time, and then um, basically right into, uh, you know, working on some time warp wife things and, uh, you know, cleaning, cleaning the house, fixing this, fixing that. And, uh, you know, so uh, actually really enjoying it. It's quite a bit easier than, than my work life. It was, uh, I, I, I had a, a job that I think you could probably consider it to be fairly stressful. Um, very high paced and uh, you know so this is uh, this is a um, you know a relaxing time before I uh, you know I'm looking around for something else but uh, um, but I'm enjoying it I think it's uh, it's been a lot of fun yeah for the time being anyway I'm looking mm-hmm. across the table at my new partner at Time Warp Wife Ministries yeah, which has know. been really awesome to me and Nathaniel's been helping out with the podcast and stuff what's right. your favorite Part, if you can think of anything that's been great during the past five weeks for you being at quarantined at home? Uh, well, the switch in the job was a, a big change for me. Yeah. Like the schedule switch. As you can tell, I am very tired today, but uh, working, going from working days to working overnight has, uh, has really made me adapt. That will adapt. mess. Yeah, that will yeah. mess with, <laughs> with so your head a little I'm bit. I'm still to this day trying to figure out when to sleep when to wake up what day it is what i wonder day if it is. that ever kind of works itself out because i had a friend who worked nights when she was in toronto and she used to tell me that it just messes with your head she said that it was so hard to have any kind of a life while you're working nights yeah and so i don't know if you ever get used to it because on your days off you want to be up during the day and so your sleep schedule is constantly like I'm jet lagged, I'm jet lagged, and then right. I go back to nights again. Then you feel like you're jet lagged. Well, you feel awful waking up late in the day. Yeah. Because you miss a day, and then you're you got the night, but everyone's asleep. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I mean, for me, I won't go to I, I I won't go for a nap unless I'm sick. Right. You know, during the day because I just hate the feeling. I hate of, it too. Of, yeah. I feel like I've missed everything. Right. Oh, sorry, not to make you. No, <laughs> no, that's how I feel about it too. I I feel almost nocturnal at this point. Wow. Yeah. So you're like a a bat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think people can be naturally nocturnal? Like I think. As soon as the nighttime comes, I feel like I'm wide awake, which is so opposite of you. Could it, I wonder if it is my personality or if it's just my body that's gotten used to it over time. I don't know. I think you get into schedules. For me, I'm up very early, but I fade, you know, in the evening. I mm-hmm. just I can't string two words together, you know, at nine o'clock in the evening. I'm I'm ready to, you know, ready to sleep. Yeah. Um, but in the morning, that's when I have all my energy. Yeah. Michael it, likes to watch movies with me at night with his eyes closed. Yeah, that's the best kind of movie there is. <laughs> I've never been able to handle the mornings, even if I get enough sleep. I just wake up and I always feel tired no matter what. Hmm. How long were you working full-time days again? Uh, about a year. Yeah, and so you never really got used to that and loved it, like wanted to wake up early on the weekends? No, I was trying to, but couldn't do it. Yeah, so I think some people are just more that way, I would imagine. Yeah, I preferred my nights over over the morning easily, but it's just too much night now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> the difference. Because I would go to bed at like eleven thirty or eleven usually, right. or maybe ten thirty even. But now, it's you don't really even think about going to bed at night. I think maybe the most difficult thing for you is going to be when you get closer to the winter months. Mm. And um, we're here in in Winnipeg, so fairly far north. So um, in the winter, our 
days are quite short. Yeah. Um, you know, so the... Uh, well, our days are 24 hours like anyone else. <laughs> our daylight hours, yeah. are, daylight hours are quite short. And so um, in the in the middle of winter, we're, we're looking at what the sun coming up just after 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. and going down at 4 p.m., you know. And so if you get home and you go to bed at 8 and you get up at 4, you're never going to see sunshine right. until, you know, later on in the spring. I yeah. remember walking out of the igloo just after Christmas and it was oh, like... Don't oh, do, don't do that. <laughs> I actually had... It was so, so cute. I had a guy that phoned me one time and, and we were talking about publishing and, uh, and he said, I've got a question for you, which usually, you know, usually means something is, is about to happen that is going to be very funny or strange. <laughs> And, um, and he says, um, okay, he says, how, how does your house hold up in the summer? And I, and, and I thought, <laughs> oh, I've never been asked that. I, and I, I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, does it kind of, does it melt? <laughs> no. And, yeah. And, and I said, does it melt? He says, yeah. He says, a friend of mine <laughs> was talking to me and he says, oh, you, you know, he says, you have to make sure you ask Michael, you know, about his house. And I started to laugh, and I said, you know, I said, you're, you're being set up. I said, uh, wh- what did he tell you? And he said, well, your house is made of ice. And I said, no, <laughs> no, no. I said, when, when you come to Winnipeg, there's sections in Winnipeg that just looks like Chicago, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so there's a million people here, and it, it's, yeah, it's not. Remember that houses. one winter when money was really tight, and you built us a wall out of popsicles? That was, that was a good year. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know about that. Not, not sure no, what that I, meant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a funny misconception. I don't know if it's changed now for a lot of people, but there used to be this sort of idea that a lot of people had that people in Canada were living like in this, you know, snowy kind of wasteland, just living in igloos, which is hilarious. Well, we're off the grid here, you know, for most most of the world. You mean us? personally or, or well, Winnipeg no, well I mean Winnipeg doesn't get most people don't know where Winnipeg is now the, the person I was talking with was actually out of the Bahamas um, and so oh, okay. far enough south that yeah yeah but, I've been all uh, over the states I've traveled a lot out mm-hmm. over there and to me everything that I've seen looks the same as in the nice weather I would compare it like to our our summers are very comparable I would say maybe even hotter than some places. Probably even hotter here. But one thing I thought was really interesting is that we get more sunlight in the summer, which is really great. Our sun is up until like 10 p.m. on summer nights. 10 p.m., yep. And it is up in the morning before 5 a.m. And so um, very, very long days in the summer. It's beautiful. Our days in the summer are what, 28 28 hours. hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then I was comparing one day because I don't know, I get into these, these ruts where I have to start looking all over and get all this, gather all this information. So I was looking at, you know, what time does the sun go down in say California during the same months like June and uh, they weren't comparable at all. I think it was something like 830, eight o'clock, the sun was going down. Oh, I got a little frog in my throat. And for us, it was like, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. I love summer nights. Like June is amazing. Yeah. Do you prefer the longer days? Oh wow. 
I do to a point. I, yeah. The the thing that I like about um, about being here in, in Winnipeg right. is you have four very definite seasons, and you know so you know when you're coming into spring to summer to fall to winter. Fall is my favorite. Um, love the colors. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, to me it's just it's just beautiful. Um, but I, I think what I like about it is by the end of the summer I'm I'm tired of the long days. You know the the long long summer days. Right. Going to bed when the sun is still you know beaming through the windows. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know so it's it's nice. And in the winter the days are so short. Um, you know, you can light the house with you know dim lighting, Christmas lights outside the whole yeah. bit. It's just every every season definitely has its uh, has its good points. Yeah. So if we have longer summers than a place like California, we must be having shorter winters. I would imagine. Much. Oh, daylight hours in the winter. Winter days. I mean, I mean everybody days. gets the same amount of sunlight over the year. It's just portioned out differently throughout the year. So ours, well, we lose. That's an interesting way to think of it. Yeah, we lose a lot in the in the winter, um, but then we gain a lot in the summer. In the winter here, it's a huge thing for people to actually tour down the streets and look at all the Christmas displays, all the lighting displays, mm. because you basically turn the lights on at 4 p.m. if you wanted to, and yeah. you know, and you get a lot more a lot more mileage right, out of yeah. all your work of putting the lights up. So it's a it's a huge thing here. Personally, I've struggled a lot with um, seasonal adjustments depression we call it sad um, I'm sure everybody else calls it sad too um, but that could be because our our light and dark is so drastic here that you can it's almost like a feeling like I can just sense it coming by about September October when all those what are those commercials that come on rapples the Halloween rapple commercials come on you see all the caramel stuff on the TV and I just know that time of year, I'm starting to feel really, really bummed out. I'm feeling just like not about anything in particular. I'm just feeling really down. And, you know, it's sort of almost like a chemical thing. I don't know what it is, but my doctor said that people with light, light skin, light hair, people that are like similar complexion to me really seem to get hit harder with that, which was really interesting. So he did say that the best prescription for me is to get away in the winter just so you know <laughs> just so i get away for the winter to la i'll i'll, I'll bet yeah i think that's your probably your, i love your going i love the santa monica pier anyone out there from santa monica oh, love your pier love third street promen third street promenade oh my goodness. are you mixing that up with seattle no 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 what was the Seattle? Seattle, the Seattle Market, the fish market with the Starbucks right across oh. the street. I forget what their market's oh, called. Oh, come on. Come on. We're not supposed to say star oh, Starbucks. Oh, oh I just had the name of the market. <laughs> Seattle um, starts with a P, I think. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> Should we just throw words out randomly I mean, that could. begin with P? I think yeah. something Pencil? at the Forks is named Pencil, the same yeah, of it. Yeah is as it i'm looking it up actually because all right have now to the know. forks is a um it's a a national historical site here in winnipeg that is uh, a very popular place for people to go it's full of all kind it used to be an old train yard and all the buildings were repurposed into into small it's like shops the only nice thing that winnipeg has oh that is know. so untrue yeah. okay There's i'm sorry that's kind nice of nasty places. okay what name some nice places in winnipeg uh 
<laughs> Assiniboine Park is gorgeous. Park is very there's nice. there's a, so many parks and uh, and walkways here. If you we um, we used to live in the south end of the city, and you can you know five minutes to a to a um, like a walking path that is so treed. It has deer walking around you, and you feel like you're a thousand miles away from a city, but you're mm. right in the middle of the city. And so Winnipeg is uh, is fantastic for its walking spaces, um, you know, its parks, museums. There's all kinds of things. Well, there you go. You're and missing your, your true calling. Which this is, is the ad for tourism Winnipeg. Yeah, if yeah. you can yeah. sell Winnipeg, you should be in real estate. Well, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like selling ice to um, ice to us. <laughs> Ice, ice to Canadians. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I was surprised that you guys have, feel the definite changes between each season. Because to me, it just feels like there's snow and then there's not snow. Wow. That's pretty much it for me. Okay. Like, well, right now we're enjoying spring. This is my favorite time. You right. don't feel that? This is like, to me, this is just snow's mountain. It's going to get warm and then <laughs> snow's going to come right back. But oh. yeah, at, at this time, my room starts to get really hot. And then everything just starts to get kind of hot. And when you get older and get your own place, it's going to be, it's either snow blowing season or grass cutting season. Right, yeah. 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 Your room is extremely hot. Nathaniel has the cutest bedroom in the house. It used to be my office. But then. Every room used to why? be your office. Why yeah. did you decide to move up there instead of like staying down here? Uh, bigger and nicer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he took over my office, which at the time I was I, I took secretly it over. okay with because it was boiling hot. Yeah, I took it over mainly because I didn't want to be on the main floor for sleeping or talking or just doing anything because it just felt like everybody was walking around my room all the time and everyone can hear me. And so it just felt like more of a room if I was upstairs with the other rooms because mm. this didn't feel like a bedroom to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Michael, what did you read in the Bible this morning? Wow. Um, wow, what did I read? I read or yesterday? Oh, yesterday I went through Hebrews. Um, yeah, right. And so um, you could probably tell from, from here on in, I'm going to be uh, putting stuff up on Twitter, and it'll probably be related to what I read that day kind of thing. But um, just straight out of Hebrews and into James. and James uh, today. Into James, and um, yeah, basically just... Um, just yeah, this, I, I didn't bring my Bible with all my notes in it, and so I, I can't talk too specifically about it, but just getting more in-depth on, uh, you know, on things and, and why James, you know, um, you know talks about uh, faith without works is dead. Really interesting read to go, through, uh, to go through James, for sure. I'll tell you what I was reading in the Bible last night. I was reading Esther. I think it's chapter 4. And um, so I shared a little bit on scattered seeds, but it reminded me of, there's that verse that says, um, maybe you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I think that whether we are unemployed or we're employed, or we're living in royalty or we're living in poverty, we have to consider that really um, we're not living or we're not here to live self-centered lives. We're here to live Christ-centered lives. And so there's always that that thought that maybe you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Maybe we have come to this place of quarantine to be all together in this house for a purpose. Maybe um, 
maybe if we do get another job like Nathaniel he had to switch jobs and now he's working nights mm -hmm. there could be a purpose that you might not even ever find out about about right but there might be a purpose that unfolds in your life and you later look back and go ah oh, that made a lot of sense God yeah if it weren't for this then this wouldn't have happened and you can you when when you get past something get past a trial I, I always will look back and, and clearly be able to see, you know, the point of, wow, at, at the worst point, if it weren't for that, then all of these other good things could not have come from it. And then you get to just see the wisdom of God, um, you, know, and, you know, on display, which is really a fascinating thing. I was going to say that um, what you were just saying now, that made it into the, the Scattered Seeds post. Yes, it did. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's what I was writing about last night because it was just on my mind. A friend of mine had said, why would God bring me this far just to take it all away? And that's where I said, maybe he has brought you to the kingdom for such a time as this, which mm -hmm. means not necessarily that this person is living in a kingdom, but that where you are right now at this minute is where God wants you to be. Right. And there is a purpose to it. Yeah. And we don't know what the purpose is. And we rarely, I found out that I rarely do know what the purpose is. And a lot of times it's not even about myself. It could be about the way I'm affecting another person. It could be about the way that God is just using me to move through the life of another person. And that's a really good place to be when we realize right. that we're in the, the palm of God's hand and we're right where mm -hmm. he wants us to be. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever got discouraged about the situation that you're in right now, Nathaniel? Because you had a good full-time job, and you know you would you were um, you were pretty solid at that place. I'm not really discouraged. I mean, I, I honestly feel the same as always, except for the whole sleep change. Yeah. But like my mental or my thoughts on everything is kind of. I'm very calm about it. I'm not worried about it. So just more of a lateral move then, not not a huge amount of change for you. Right. Except just, for the hours. Yeah, just, for Nathaniel, it was a for permanent For me, it feels move. like I just switched a job. Because I'm the company right. closed. I'm just doing what I do every day, but yeah. being safer, you know, being more frugal and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not worried. I, I got no reason to be worried. Right. Yeah. Good. Good. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, you had said to me one day, Michael, you never know. A couple of years from now, we could be on the, on the, living out on the streets. And I said to you, that would never happen because we would be living at my sister Betty's house. And when I told Betty that, she said, yeah, you know, I'd probably give you my house and I would just go and stay with my daughter. And I was like thinking. We have some of the most amazing family. Who? Yeah. Who <laughs> would do that? Like, yeah. Not Big, to say like, yeah. yeah, you could live in my basement or, you know, you can have that bedroom upstairs, but to actually come out and say something like that really shows the heart of like a, a servant, a giving person who's yeah. willing to give up everything for someone else. That really stunned me that she would say something. And it that's what she's like, yeah. It doesn't to me though, because that's consistent with who she's always been. And so a lot of times, I, I always used to get a kick out of that where people would say, well, if I was just more like Betty, they, they wouldn't say, oh, I wish I could be a better person. They would always just directly compare themselves to Betty. I wish I could and be a Betty person. A bit, you can't have oh. better without Betty. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ooh, okay. oh, that is such a cheesy. That's bad. Oh, yeah. that's a mom joke. Ooh. Oh, yeah. But hello, Classic. Betty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Betty has got this giant garage that her husband built, which is almost as big as a house. 
Yes. And no, she doesn't. It sounds like she lives in a mansion or something, which she doesn't. She lives in a very modest little house, but the garage is nothing close to modest. Her husband built it for all his tools, and he broke some bylaws when he did it. He's sweet guy's passed away now, but um, it, it was kind of a it was a hilarious story how that all came out to be, where he just managed to build this gigantic garage in this little neighborhood. I think he had a permit to add something like four feet to the garage. Oh, man. And he ended up building it, I think, three times as wide, and he put a second story on it and put a hoist in there to hoist things up to the to the top level. Yeah. And, and the inspector walked in one day, and just as uh, my brother-in-law was walking out the door, he, he stopped, and the inspector was standing there, and he said the vein on the side of the inspector's <laughs> neck was just sticking straight out. Yeah. So if they ever sell her house, they'll probably just take a nice photo of that garage. And just divide the uh, the property and uh, call it two houses. Yeah, there yeah, you, you go. Know. <laughs> so we could always stay there. So I'm a family with um, six sisters. Um, no, five sisters, which is interesting. There's only there's no boys in my family. Just the five of us, six of us girls. And every time another girl was born, my dad always said, I was hoping it was going to be another girl. I just love having daughters, which was so sweet. My dad wasn't really a man. I guess my dad in some ways was a manly man. But in other ways, he just really loved having his daughters. Didn't like sports. Would rather do things like watch TV with us and eat popcorn and stuff like that, which was cool. My mom's family is even more interesting than that. She came up with from a family of 18 brothers and sisters. So that was big families in those days. Yeah. Mm. How many were in your mom's family? I think there was 18. She's probably hands up and yelling right now. And, no. Uh, but I'm not going to do the count. Thir- but, uh, I think 13. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Right. Both pretty big numbers. I'm going to tell your mom yeah. to listen to this double podcast. Double digits is double digits. Yeah, Who I mean, cares after 10? Yeah. Yeah. And little Nathaniel... That's right. You get four. Four. Just goes down. What'll happen? Well, that's a big family now. Four kids. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you don't see that I very often. Pretty big. Yeah. That's because Whoa. you haven't been online. You go online and those homeschooling families, boom. Boom. Twelve kids, fourteen kids. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of them have eight kids. Have huge families, but yeah. Yeah, four has always seemed big to me. It's always seemed like a lot of work. Yeah, like especially, work. especially. I mean, right now, people that have eight kids are going, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> we weren't over, like we weren't wildly spread apart in our age. Mm, not it's, really. It's it's, it's close. well, the it's first, the close. first, the first one there the was first, a bit yeah. of a gap, but yeah, yeah. I had Brendan in 1991, and then I had five miscarriages in a row, so I didn't think that I would be able to have another baby, and then Maddie came along, so she was born six years after Brendan Hmm. but that time of having five miscarriages oh my my voice is getting all cracky just during that part it makes it sound like emotional here but I've healed from this a long time ago Um, but having those five miscarriages in a row was really kind of unsettling because you start to think maybe we're never going to have another baby maybe Mm -hmm. maybe this is it for us just the one which would have been okay too but but once I was pregnant with Maddie, after having five, I said, no, I'm not going to do anything at all. I'm just going to sit on the couch and I'm going to just relax during my pregnancies. I'm not going to lift heavy things. I'm, and eat a and, lot of cheesecake. Mm-hmm. No. And that seemed to do it. So 
Yeah. So do you look forward to the idea of having kids someday, Nathaniel, or does that scare you? Uh, I haven't thought about it, honestly. Uh, it, it's a huge commitment, and I'm just worried about current commitments before I'm thinking about that. He's just afraid that uh, you're going to play this at his wedding someday in the future. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So better watch what I say now. Yes. Because this is probably the part everyone's going to hear. It's, yeah, it's going to be great. And you'll just be so embarrassed. Oh, yeah, definitely. Along with those baby yeah. pictures of you. Yes. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. There's it, too many. It's really unreal how many people your age are actually parents already at 18 years old and especially in the old days i think my grandma started when she was 16 that's how she managed to have 18 kids and she, it was in the 1800s like she was what? grandma was born like late 1800s or something so okay yeah well, it might have been early 1900s wow when her first one would have been born then yeah probably but you know that was just she was young and then my sister glory was young and then her son was also young so now she was a grandma at like i don't know 36 or something something like that, like that yeah. yeah yeah wow unreal so we get to be grandparents which has been fun in oh, the age yeah. of covid right yeah bad timing which that. is a little different we get to stand you know 10 feet away from her and wave at her and she uh, i don't think she really understands why we're not coming over to right yeah toss her in the air anymore but uh, has it been fun being a grandparent you know it's it's been oh in this in this last um, month or so it's been it's been strange yeah it's just been strange right not seeing people um you know and like i say not not being able to uh, to carry her around uh not being able to take her to a place called tinkertown which is right huge on my on my list with all the kids you know i wonder if they're there. open for the year yet i don't know they won't that, be yeah. they won't Who be cares? now yeah that's fair yeah. if they if it says you have to be this tall to ride this thing you just lift her up that's how yep. it's done yeah. she's tall enough <laughs> off you oh, go. I, I, there was the uh, the monster mouse i think that was the big ride oh, there the big times. roller coaster i the day that i was tall enough to go in we went so i can ride it and they had it closed they took it down the, the day i was able to ride it <gasps> No. So I never got a chance to ride it. Yeah, but if they took it down, it's probably a good thing that you never... Maybe, yeah, maybe it was safer for never me wrote to, it. to go on it. But yeah, I was waiting for years to go on it, and then I was ready that day. Having an older yeah. brother at Tinkertown must have been pretty fun, because he would spin you guys... Oh, yeah. At the spinning yeah. apple, you were just, like, pasted We were the on walls. the roof at that point. We were just sliding <laughs> up the walls with momentum. It was yeah, thanks, thanks to that ride... Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Aaron, um, we took, uh, we loaded all these kids into this, yeah. into the giant apple. And so basically it's, it's a completely enclosed apple shaped thing. I guess everybody knows what this is, but, uh, close the door and all the kids were sitting there and we had this wheel in front of us that we had to crank and we looked at each other and we just said, let's, let's just do this. And yeah. And we were all basically the kids were pasted like sideways onto the walls and creeping up towards yeah. the top of the, <laughs> you know. And uh, we finished that. We were laughing so hard, and I was so sick for the rest of the day. And ever since then, I've always had motion sickness. Wow. I've never had it before in my life. Huh. So, so I won't. There's do it a anymore. warning. Yep. I just won't. There's a warning to anybody going to we, going on any rides like we that. We actually shut down the ride uh, with Brendan. Because we were going too fast, they stopped the ride and they opened us our thing and asked if we were okay because we were going too fast. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, and then they just we <laughs> and said, Graham yeah, we're was fine. so tiny. Yeah, he must have just been flying like, around. We were there against like the wall, and then the ride stopped. We fall yeah. down, and then they open it up. Well, it was just one of the funniest us. things when we did it. I I looked over and saw my daughter you know pasted to the wall and creeping up yeah. and she was laughing and she wasn't hanging on to anything obviously but no. just oh it's hilarious yeah, good, it was good weren't times. there seatbelts no no oh my goodness. they didn't expect you to go that fast no they they just <laughs> thought people would take it at a normal clip yeah, but yeah. with two you know two two guys across the table from each other just, just both giving all just cranking you know what's the dumbest idea worth. i'm gonna tell you uh -oh. <laughs> mcdonald's uh -oh. used to have one of those spinning hamburgers in the what? restaurant at McDonald's by um, by hmm. your old school, if you went in the basement, there was a spinning hamburger. You would sit in the hamburger. In the basement? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was fun. There was fun. a basement to a McDonald's. There was an upstairs yes. in the basement. What? It was yeah. a big McDonald's. Oh, I never knew that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So in high school and stuff, we'd go there, and we would like eat a Big Mac and stuff with our friends, and then we'd get on the spinning apple. Like little kids were like spinning hamburger. They were spinning hamburger around the place. I mean, these kids were sick. Hmm. You don't give a meal to a kid and then spin them on an app on a hamburger. Yeah, I was saying what... spinning apple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was it. Was pretty gross. Kids yeah. were just walking out of that place white. I think that's why they took it away. It's like not a good mix when you had like sickening. Yeah. <laughs> you had your awful. fast food and then you get a fast spin and go home. Oh boy. Oh. One thing I always liked was uh, the Half Moon Cafe. The Half oh. Moon. Can we right. go? Like they <laughs> like have. Like right now? Uh, yeah, can we go soon? They've got a drive well, it was nice in now speaking during, with everyone. Yeah. during the COVID. <laughs> you can go to the drive in and they just. I like, like that during the, the COVID. During the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it's an event. <laughs> I, but I, I always liked having the walk in, everybody eating at the table, and then we'd all walk down to the river. Well, you got to describe the Half Moon Cafe to people well, it, who have never been Well, it's a, a 50s-style diner. Yeah. I, like so many 50s-style <laughs> diners. But this one really is, it's the genuine thing. Yeah, it they, was they really started in the 50s, and yeah. they just never remodeled. And, yeah. you know, and uh, they they play nonstop on these CRT TVs. Yes. Yeah. All, just, you know, they look like they're... Well, right out of the 50s. Yeah, it was very authentic and, looking. You know, they're playing uh, clips of Buddy Holly in yeah. concert, like <laughs> yeah. all of these acts, Beach Boys and all of these things, just nonstop, you know. And right. uh, I don't think I've ever seen the same video twice in all the times that we've gone. Yeah. And there's cars that are cut in half. Right. That yeah, they, yeah. you know, that you get to sit inside you the car. You get a photo op. Everyone yeah. does their selfies there. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. So it's. Oh, uh, I love that place. Such that a great food, place too. to take kids. If you like fries, if you like fries, oh, we all like fries. Like there we go again to poutine. poutine. Of course, yeah. poutine. Everyone in the family likes chicken fingers and fries, but you. What do you order when you go there? You get a hot dog. I don't. I don't think I usually get. You do. You order something. What? Mm, I don't know. Burger. Not usually. Oh, I could see you getting a burger. I could see him just getting a drink. And I can see that. that's a probably and what a I water. would do. Is yeah, get a drink. I think you would get a burger and a water. A burger and a like water. a milkshake, maybe. Milk, maybe milkshake. That's probably if you were really feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Now they're having their their drive-in. I heard that there was a church in Ontario that was having a drive-in service, which I think is an amazing idea. Why not do that right now while they're having um, what do you what do you call it again? Social distancing. So people pull up in their cars and they turn on their radio and they're listening to the pastor speak. And I think it's fun. It's giving families something to do. It's not putting them in danger at all. 
but some people got their nose out of joint and they called the police and then they um, they pulled out like they said at first they said they could do it but then I guess the mayor of the city was saying they couldn't do it look up the story to get better details I think it was in Ontario but yeah it was really sad to see that and then yesterday I saw another article where this old folks home they had like people coming to the windows to visit loved ones through the glass and then they decided that they were going to ban that. They weren't allowing people to come to the windows anymore to see their mm. loved ones. That is really sad. And on the surface, it looks terrible. But then I heard that they were opening the windows and a lot of people were cheating. And so it was just causing troubles with the uh, with the senior home, which is really sad. But I think in that case also they said, okay, you can do it again. I think the most interesting thing about that was the, the phrase nose out of joint. Now, yeah. Does anybody I've who never is heard that before. younger than 80? You've never heard that before? Nose out of joint? Yeah, to you get, get your, your nose, nose out, of out of joint? I don't think I have. Okay, we've got, we've got to Google that and, and see. Yeah, I mean, does, where does that, does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's just that dad and I are really hip and we're going to have to teach you some that might be slang. It. Yeah. We're right. hip in, in a 40s kind of way. Yeah, I got to get with yeah. the times now. Yeah. <laughs> you do. I think, I think that's my, my dad would say getting his nose out of joint. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just to put it into some perspective for you. Yeah, well, I'm I sure think I've, I've heard you guys that. say it at some point. So I have a question from a reader. Are you guys ready for a question? Um, okay. We can, okay. We can try. Yeah. 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 We'll give it a go. All right. This one's from Kristen M. My husband and I have a small car with an armrest between the two front seats. Whose armrest is that? He says it's for the driver. <laughs> I love I love these questions that are just like everyday kind of problems people have. He says it's for the driver. But shouldn't your hands be at 10 and 2 while you're driving? By design, it seems like it's for the passenger who's in the position to relax. Well, Kristen, I'm going like, with you. I'm oh. going with Kristen on this one. I mean, okay. does anybody really drive 10 and 2? Obviously, Mr. Some M people. doesn't. Some people. Some people do. Um, that's such an odd question. Yeah. No, like, it's a great would... question, Kristen. Thank you. No, <laughs> no offense, Kristen. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I, w I was expecting, I don't know, I was expecting something something different than, than okay. Um, it's the driver's. I agree with that. Yeah. No. Clearly. I think it's got to be the drivers. drivers. He's mm -hmm. in control. He should, yep. He should get the armrest. Yep. No. He's putting If your the hands work. are supposed to be at 10 and 2, they're not designing those armrests for drivers. Well, your your hands are not supposed to be at 10 and 2. Not anymore. They changed that. Not what is the law? Uh, whatever you feel. Keep your hands on the wheel. I'm more of a 7 o'clock person myself. Yeah. Yep. No, I think I keep your hands that. on the wheel. No. No, You're no. a seven o'clock person. You took the driver's test most recently out of the three of us. Was there nothing in there about putting your hands at ten and two? It wasn't really strictly enforced when I took it. I could put but my hands was it anywhere in the book? on the wheel. I think ten and two. You have to have your hands on it was, the wheel. It was right? a different thing, not ten and two. No, I think ten and two is a is a bad idea. They changed ten and two because I don't think it allows you to uh, to react quick enough if you've got if you've got your hands at ten and two and you have to. You have to dodge something that comes out onto the road. I, I don't think yeah. it would be. Okay, as... here's a scenario. You went for your driver's test. Yeah. If the driver instructor had her elbow on the center rest, 
Right. And suddenly she felt you putting your arm there and shoving her elbow off. Do you think you would have passed the test? Or no, failed? you would have had to politely say, that's the driver's. And then when she took <laughs> her elbow off, you'd put yours I, on. I think she'd have to know that it's the driver's. That's right. So yeah. you'd have to mark your territory by putting your arm to. on there? I mean, you can still hold the wheel with two hands, even if you're on the armrest. No. Grab the bottom of the wheel. I do. And there you have it. If yeah. it's possible that his hands are still on the wheel, yeah. then we'll give him a point. But if his hands have to come off the wheel, then Kristen is in the right. No, I say every scenario. <laughs> I say he gets it. See, I, yeah. I think if you go back into medieval times, you'll probably find some kind of a woodcut or something of some torture device that looks like a steering wheel yeah. that you have to hold your hands at 10 and 2 and stay there. That's, that's my thoughts of the 10 and 2 uh, yeah. for driving. It, it seems like all your movements on 10 and 2 are also it's very awful. big. I've tried it once. Like you, you can't really make small adjustments with it. What if you're driving between here and, well, see, in Canada now, driving, we, we drive a lot in Canada because everything is so spread apart. So if we were to drive to Toronto uh, from here, you're looking about 25 hours of driving. Yeah. And being Canadian, you have to do that all in one shot. So if you're going to drive... Why do you have to do that all in one shot? Because we're Canadian. You got to do it. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't, okay. we don't stay in motels along the way. That's not the Canadian way. But, um, you know, so if you're going to drive long distance, I can't imagine how sh my, my shoulders would be sore. My arms yeah. would just be locked up at 10 and 2. That'd be terrible. Well, here's another question then. There's two cup holders between the seats. Which one is for the driver and which one is for the passengers? They're both for the driver. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever always, one's closest. In my car, there's a rule that the one in front is for the driver the one that's closest uh, the, to the front of the car. Just the easiest to access. Yeah, and the, the second one is for the driver. And then my friend Elaine told me that they have the same rule in her car. But when I get into Dad's car, he does act like both of those cup holders are for him. Wait, wait, he's wait. Got, well, they are his. He's got his old water in there, and then he wants to put his new water in there. Nah, 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 I'm, nah. I mean, they're, 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 I mean, your cup holders, too. They're all yours. If in it's my open, car? I'll use it and I'll respect your rule to have it in the back. But if you have something in there, I'm not going to take it out. And you do often really? have something in there. Yeah. You're not going to take it out? No. Why? Well, if you have something in there and you're using the spot up. Aw, you're a nice guy. You wouldn't argue with me. You're going to be good husband material one day. Better got to think about those kids That's that right. you want to have, though. Yeah. Got to think about that. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. I just don't know what's with the, the rules of the car. That, right. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. Just do whatever feels good, It's a cup good, holder. Yeah. If you have something to put in there, put just it in there. Make up the no. rule when it happens. Yeah. I, no. I made up the rule when it happened, and now that rule sticks. If you're in my car, you got to use the back cup that's holder. That's a rolling dictatorship. <laughs> but what if the cup holders are uh, horizontal? If they're side by side, then side the one side. that's closest to the driver would be for the driver. Well, what if he made the rule the one farthest from him? <laughs> Is. See, then this you, can go forever. Think, what if yeah. you go to 7-Eleven and buy an extra big Because he has a long gulp, reach. And then you got to use both cup holders. Well, you can't split it in two, so yeah. it won't fit in either. Then what do you do? I think oh, the driver has to you got to get the passenger to hold it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Huh. yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think we, we, <laughs> we did it we for that one. What would be your <laughs> ideal drink having if you were on a road trip? And uh, you're going to stop on water. the Water. <laughs> Slurpee. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on. Absolutely. If I was going a long way, I would want water over anything because I would just feel sick. 
without it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would throw that to the side and say, no. I Maybe a drink with a water on the side, just in case. Well, the thing about a, a Slurpee, and I'm, I'm, I, had I don't own once. shares in 7-Eleven. It wasn't that. So, yeah. But th- now the thing, too, is there's, an, there's a divide between Slurpees in the United States and Slurpees in Canada. And so people that are from Canada that go down to the, to the U.S., um, the Slurpees are very different. Mm. They They're, are? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You They're think the Slurpees are very different across the city, too, I think, Phil. They are. You're just My like, daughter actually thinks that. But I think that, too. Do you? Oh, like it's a, a major right. difference. You're right. a Slurpee snob. You're like, no. No, I bring a wine glass with me. I, I put a little <laughs> bit in. I swizzle it around and take a sip. I go, you no, always got to no. take a sip beforehand, yeah. No. yeah. But, but it's, a, it's a thing here where um, you know Slurpees are very popular here. And you actually do get people that will sample. They'll take samples. Yeah. And you oh, yeah. walk into any 7-Eleven and you'll always see somebody sampling a Slurpee, dumping it out, trying another one. Yep. Yeah. Really? All the, Everyone all does the time. It. We're the Slurpee capital of the world. And the diabetes are capital we? of the world. I haven't had a Slurpee Wait, are we? since. Actually, we are. Oh, that's not the good. The province that we're in, apparently, diabetes rates well, are very no high. But I'm sure they're not No, they're not to this connected. podcast, they're I would not say. No, not connected. No, nothing no. to do with it. No. I don't think our readers are too surprised about that. What's that? <laughs> We're the diabetes capital. Yeah, we of tend the to world. talk about food, junk food. Often, do we? Yeah. Oh, we okay. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. that's okay. It though. always kind of evolves into food. Slurpees and poutine. That's about it. All right. Well, Slurpees is my kind of guilty pleasure. Yeah. That's that's the thing that. What's yeah. your favorite go-to snack that you can't get enough of during quarantine? Ooh. Mine is those pizza I don't bundles. Think, I don't think anything's changed during quarantine for me. I've always just said. What is it then? Uh, the s- list is too long. Yeah. <laughs> just anything like soup. I like soup. You go to the soup store to get yourself a snack. <laughs> no. You're going to be loading up a on snack, soup. A nice bowl of soup. Oh, so, okay. There's, you know, it's going to be a long evening. I've got the place to myself. Oh, it's movie time. Let's soup. get a bowl of soup. Oh, exactly. A bowl of soup. A bowl of soup. Wow. What kind? Anything. I have one more question from a reader that I wanted to share with you guys today and get your thoughts on it. It's more of a question for Dad and I, I think. But you you can pop in too from your point of view. It says, now that you're working with your husband, what's it like working professionally with your spouse? Is it easier or harder than working with a stranger? Sarah W. All right. Well, Sarah. Um... Hmm. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying it. I, I come into the office here and um, sit behind the computer, get a lot of work done first thing in the morning. Um, I enjoy it. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a, a really nice pace. And uh, yeah, so far it's, uh, it, it's been very enjoyable. What happened with Time Warp Wife Ministries in the past year pretty much is that I would take my job over to Mike's shop and I would do Time Warp Wave Ministries at his at his shop. He gave me a desk there to work. So we kind of got working together and we worked together about 10 years ago too when your company was first starting up and I was helping you get the company off the ground. Well, that's a long time ago. Oh, more than 10 years then. 24. I'm not that old. I'm, I must you, have been like are. 10 years old <laughs> you, when I was helping are. out with the company then, I guess. I was... I was just a youngin. Wow. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that we, at first I do think it might have been a little more difficult. 
I shouldn't be eating. I'm eating a banana. I'm wondering why you took yeah. a bite of a I banana. I was trying to wave we you were... off there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. It was a very small, small yeah, bite yeah. of a banana. But yeah, I, for the most part, I think I really enjoy it. And what do you think it's like? You were working with me about a year ago. You were helping out with Time Worth Life. What was that like working with your mom as compared to working with other people? At that point, I didn't have much experience working in other people because I was still in high school at that point. Mm. So that was just kind of come home and then at night I would help you finish or I'd, I'd do whatever I needed to do that you had me on. Yeah, there's so many components to uh, to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I was actually quite surprised yeah. at, at how many things actually need to be done in a day. Um, and never mm-hmm. mind the, the writing, you know, uh, like all the articles that have to be written. There's, there's, there's an immense amount of work. Yeah, I'm writing yeah. scattered seats, six, seven a week. Marriage prayer, seven a week. When there's the Bible study, I'm doing like writing the Bible study and then two articles a week. And then we have to look after um, Twitter. Images, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, all of that. Pinterest, Instagram. And podcast. Yeah. And just throwing another one on there. That's right. I am so blessed. So if anyone has any suggestions of what else we can cram into a day, then uh, we welcome welcome your suggestions. (laughs) So before we close off this podcast, there's a couple of things that we're going to ask you to do. What are we going to ask them to do? Uh, Send in some questions. Send in some questions to us. That's good. That's right. We like, um, you know, questions about everyday life. And uh, the ones that kind of I find a little more entertaining or things that uh, we'll probably take some serious ones too. But I think the ones about everyday life are, are ones that we seem to to be able to handle the best. So before we close off this podcast, there's a couple of things that we're going to ask you to do. Nathaniel, what's the first thing that we're going to ask them to do? Uh, well, you can send in questions for the next podcast for us to answer. Absolutely. Send yeah. your questions in to Darlene at darleneshacht.net that's s-c-h-a-c-h-t and i'll see if we can feature a couple of these questions on the next podcast the second thing we're going to ask you to do is hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening if you're on youtube or you're on itunes just subscribe to our podcast so you can get each and every one and michael what is is there anything else um Hmm. suggestions um, if there's uh, something that you'd like to hear as part of the podcast that that's something we'd be open to um, prayer requests is another one and so we love email and so I, I've, I've been told that I am extremely old school by always asking people to send by email so however you want to send it we'll see it but um, but definitely prayer requests if there's anything that's on your mind anything that we can pray for more than happy to uh, to be part of that. And yeah. that address again? Um, Darlene. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> at darleneshacked.net. Thanks for listening with us today. Have a great week. And always remember, you're loved by an almighty God. 